2: Be honest, I would put myself in the same category as Dwayne.
3: Now, our test is jumped over the scores table. Our test is in the stands.
0: This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head.
1: Welcome to the award winning RotoWire Fantasy Basketball podcast, sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. It's Friday, January 31st, 2020. Alex Berutha here next to me, Shannon McEwen. And on the line is Ken K-Train-Kreitz.
4: Choo-choo! All aboard! I I didn't pack the whistle. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Did they confiscate it when you checked into the hotel? (laughs) Security. Yeah, it was too large. (laughs) Uh, Today we're going to... It's going to be a pretty news-heavy podcast, but then we're going to talk about uh, some players to potentially trade for the second half of the season. Basically some sell-high candidates. uh, And then... Touch on some DFS. Uh, it'll be an interesting Friday for that. First, Luka Doncic. Uh, he is going to miss time due to an ankle injury, oh. suffering in Thursday's practice. He is not traveling for tonight's Friday's game in Houston. Uh, he's expected to not play Saturday against the Hawks. Uh, it's, a, it's a similar injury to the one that forced him to miss four games earlier in the season. Same so, angle. Yep. So if we can kind of expect him to miss another four, um, that means there'll probably be a week without Luka Doncic in your season long leagues. And as a result of that, uh, there are going to be some players that you can pick up in the meantime, probably, um, depending on your league size, but, um, I'll, I'll kick it to you quickly, Ken, who do you think is available, um uh, that, that you should be grabbing on the wire with this Doncic news?
4: Well, certainly, especially day-to-day leagues, Jalen Brunson gets a huge boost, uh, we can talk about a DFS or now, but on the four games that Doncic missed earlier, Brunson averages 21 and a half more fantasy points. You can see that by going to Luca's player page on RotoWire. We have a wonderful feature there that shows uh, how teammates do when a particular player is out. Uh, so Brunson's going to get a whole lot of minutes, a point guard, I would think. But I know Shannon, you're uh, you're hot for other Mavs.
2: Well, Porzinius is an obvious one. He'll also see a bump. Um, And and I I still think they're going to figure out a way to better deploy DeLon Wright at some point this season. So maybe this is that opportunity. Yeah, maybe this is that opportunity. So it's really it's probably I mean, Brunson's the obvious one. I would pick him up. You know, if you're if you're looking for just a one week streamer next week or if you're in a, a daily daily moves league, definitely snatch him up now. And just plug them
1: into your lineup for as long as Lucas sits. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Yeah, Brunson, Porzingis, uh, Dorian Finney Smith, DeLon Wright. Those are all guys who, um, if you're in a 14 team league, there's an argument to just put out a bid on all of them. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get Porzingis, but the other three guys, um, even if it's a low, like $0, you can try to stream them in for the week, um, and that should work out. Uh, We have a pretty big return. Uh, also last night, Ken, for L.A.
4: Yeah. Uh, Sacramento Kings travel to the Clippers to L.A. and blow out, blow out the Clippers. Paul George did return, but post a very meager eight points, four boards, four assists on two of ten shooting. Kawhi was a late scratch due to lower back tightness. Um, that but, ruined,
1: uh, this, this game ruined my uh, parlay that I had for the oh, uh, gambling roundtable that we did. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a, a four-leg. It was basically a tongue-of-the-heavy favorites. It was the Clippers to beat the Kings, the Celtics to beat the Warriors, Warriors. and the Raptors to beat the Cavaliers, and then Joel Embiid over 11.5 rebounds, oh. and that paid out plus 148 um, oh. if they all hit. And the uh, Clippers, this late scratch. Um, yes, you clearly wrote it. that up well before Kawhi. I but did. Even Even, <laughs> even
4: mean, still. Well, let's just hop to the next big news, which I think folks know about. But Bagley out another three weeks with the foot issue. You just assume without Bagley, without um, Holmes and them leaning on a lot of minutes from Deadman that uh, Kings would be dead men walking here. Uh, But Fox really carried them uh, with uh, 34 points and eight dimes. What's that?
2: Career high, 34.
4: Career high, yeah. Career high, 34. And yeah, George back, but maybe not fully healthy.
2: Yeah, he was just a little bit rusty. Uh, I would not worry about it if I'm a George owner. Um, you know, Kawhi, you have to keep it tabs on the Kawhi injury. Uh, there really weren't there weren't any details or even a hint that he was going to sit out. Right. Uh, you know, they had had a couple days off. Um, so it it was odd. You know, a lot of people got stuck in a bad s- situation with that. You know, if you had them locked into your DFS lineup or if you bet the Clippers, then you, you, you know, you're just S.O.L. There's not much you could do about it when, when the NBA team makes a last minute announcement like that. West uh, Coast NBA team. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah and, exactly. Uh, back, uh, back injury of all injuries, maybe except knee, always scares me because there's never that could be anything. You know, that's never a heel's
1: yeah we've we've seen a lot of guys be day to day with pack injuries, and then it's like two weeks later. Yeah. Um, kind of a thing as as far as the the Marvin Bagley uh, situation, I think this is a good opportunity uh, for if someone dropped Rashawn Holmes in your league to pick him up. Uh, right now he's still out with a shoulder injury, but um, I, he might be back within the next week or two. um that's yeah. It's still kind of day-to-day, but I think the, the biggest boost you'll see is probably just Nemanja Bielitsa continuing to see heavy minutes, 30 minutes a game, putting up, um, you know, 35 fantasy points relatively routinely. I,
2: I will say a couple things. I watched this game pretty closely last night. Uh, Deadman looked pretty good. He had a good game. 11, double-double. Uh, uh, 11 and 11 with four steals. Seven stocks. Three, yeah. Four steals, three blocks. Uh, He also, he played 31 minutes. He's a good short-term option if you're looking for a pickup. Uh, Bielitsa's bet, he he was off a little bit last night. Um, Didn't play that great. Nine points, eight rebounds. Had a couple of horrible turnovers. You could tell Walton was getting a little bit upset with him. And the Kings actually went smaller. Uh, They had, you know, they subbed in. Actually, Buddy Heald for elites yeah, at one point. Now, so Yeah, and he'll he is coming off the bench now, but hasn't really dinged his production at all. Uh He's got he, you know, he's basically carrying the uh, the offensive load when he does come in. Um But Corey Joseph saw extra minutes last night. Uh Baysmore kept Baysmore, a new, new member of the team, came over in the Ariza trade. You know, he's playing. He's playing. Tw- he's got, I think, about 20 minutes or more in like three, four games in a row. He's doing fine. Uh, but, you know, it'd be interesting. I, Bielitsa obviously continues to be a, a decent pickup and, and a dead short term before
1: Holmes gets back.
2: F- I mean, funny
4: that Giles is still not getting any minutes, even though they've lost two of their centers.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's got to be frustrating for, I guess, probably mostly Kings fans or, um, you know, fantasy owners who are in dynasty leagues um, that have him, you know, on their bench or stashed or. And, you know, if you have a G League spot, Um, that's speaking from the perspective of someone who does have him in a G league (laughs) spot in our dynasty league, but I mean, Belica, um, Deadman and Bogdanovich, these are all guys who have been rumored in trades, uh, for the Kings over the past, I mean, certain guys longer than others, but definitely over the past week or two, it's, it's been getting a lot of rumors are swirling around. It wouldn't surprise me if two of those three guys are gone in, in different situations by the time the trade deadline blows what over.
4: About, what about healed? I mean, is that four-year contract that he just signed just too big? But it seems like moving him to the bench seems like a, a preference for Bogdanovich, or are they showcasing
2: Bogdanovich? I, th- I think they're showcasing Bogdanovich as part of it. Um, and it, Walton and Heald kind of seem to— uh, uh, Clawed each other a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um. So, but we'll see. I I think if the team had to pick between the two, I honestly think they would pick healed. Uh, yeah. You know, Wal- Walton hasn't really done much to uh, earn favor there in the short term that he's been the coach. Um. But I agree. I think I actually think Bielitsa, Deadman, and Holmes are all on the table for trade. Sure. Be Holmes, traded. That's a
1: good call. Uh.
2: This year, and once that happens, you know, I mean, the team's eighteen and thirty right now. They're going to eventually just throw in the towel and trade away a couple of those vets. Uh, Bogdanovich, he's he's actually going to be a free agent, I believe, after this year. So he's, yep. you know, he's one of the... A lot of teams are interested in him. There were rumors about the Lakers trying to get him earlier this season. So I do think they're going to trade away some of their veterans. And once that happens, then I, I expect Harry Giles to get into the rotation. He's the type of talent who can get pretty decent production, even if he's only playing 22, 24 minutes per game. Um, But, you know, long long term, I think it does say something about his NBA future and upside upside, that he hasn't been able to really carve out a significant role this season, even with the injuries. You know, that probably speaks to the upside actually being pretty limited long term future.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think healed is ultimately someone they'll want to keep, but I mean, Shannon brings up a good point that for some reason, it seems like him and, and uh, Luke Walton aren't getting along. I mean, healed is someone who his, his current three point field goal percentage for his career is 11th as far as active players go. Um, and I mean, he's, he's shooting basically 10 threes a game. He hits the him at owner 37%. Lov- the owner loves him. And the owner the loves him. always helpful.
2: He's <laughs> the new, he's the next Steph Curry. <laughs> Ah, that's what right. yeah right okay what he said. yeah 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 uh, I, I want before we move on from the kings i want sure. i want to do just mention one other thing about giles and, and why you know some people if you're a casual fantasy football or a fantasy basketball player you might be like why do why does everyone always talk about giles and it's because he had ridiculous pedigree coming up he was uh he, he was one of the top recruits coming out of high school um but that's also like a cautionary tale you should look at if you go back and look at the top recruits from like 2004 high school class or you look at any any random year from the past decade or two decades and you will be like who in the hell are these guys (laughs) you'll know i mean like i was looking at jason richardson's class for instance because my my high school played against him when i was attending high school and so i was curious where did he rank nationally and he was like 15th or 16th nationally as as a prospect and as a recruit and you looked at the names above him and I don't think there was a single name above him that had a better NBA career. There might have been one or two where you could debate it, but most of them were were flame outs. You know, don't don't don't,
4: don't you wonder how many of those AAU all stars just get way too big in the head and flame out, just peak way too early and stop working?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that certainly could be the case. But it just it's something to keep in mind that most of the guys, you know, even if they have that kind of pedigree,
1: most of them don't work out. Yeah, Giles in 2016 was the number two recruit, only behind Josh Jackson. Um, the rest of that class was surprisingly, like, pretty accurate as far as um, because, like you mentioned, we did the, I did this on the pod with Whalen yesterday, like the 2008 class with like Eddie Curry and um, guys like that. But uh, after that, it goes after Giles, it goes Ball, Tatum, Fultz, Fox, Jonathan Isaac, Adebayo.
2: That's good. Mm, that's, that's, yeah, right, that's, that's some good scouting. Place. Some good <laughs> most, scouting most in 16. I miss
3: making fun beat. of.
4: Yeah, I miss making fun of Eddie Curry. Can we bring him back just for entertainment value?
3: I wish. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cash back or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits, too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VCUSA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
4: Uh, Uh, Let's go to some good news. All-star Jason Tatum returning for Boston last night and their win over uh, in Golden State. Post 20 points, six boards, two assists, a block and a steal, and a three. Guess who led the Celtics in assists last night? All Boston fans are contractually obligated to point these things out. Hayward? Marcus! Marcus Smart with six dimes, 27 minutes off the bench because the Celtics finally have their starting lineup healthy. Anyway, one of the underrated aspects of Marcus Smart's game, he dishes, gives out wonderful
1: assists. Yeah, Marcus Smart, always an underrated fantasy player. I mean, he's had some up and down years. The shooting isn't always consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can, I mean, if you're like... The stocks, the dimes... Are all worth yep. overlooking
4: or paying the price there on the field goal percentage?
1: He's a he's a tough guy to like consistently roster in DFS. Like he'll drive you insane. But if you're talking <laughs> hey, like he, if you're talking season long leagues, like week to week, his numbers will balance out for you and end up being good. But um, yeah, five point three assists per game, one point eight uh, steals this month, um, and he's shooting thirty nine percent from three, actually higher than he is from the field, but. <sighs> <laughs> uh, still, yeah. still playing well in general. Boston, I, I, you know he, Smart's oh, a
2: much, he's a much better real life player than he is a fancy player. True, I think almost any NBA team would be like, oh, I'd love to have that guy, especially like on would, his
4: contract. So yeah, where he, the he Celtics lucked out was he had a hand injury in his free agent, uh, you know, his contract year. Well, I was going to restricted free agency, and it made his shooting even worse, and teams didn't want to touch him. And Danny Ainge said, "Oh, let the market dictate this." He didn't get much offers. Danny gave a pretty good one, but for the whole, he's in Boston for a while and pretty cheap.
1: Is is that when he punched the glass table?
4: That <laughs> oh, that's happen? a good question. No, no, he had an injury for much of the season, and then punching the table made it worse. Mm. Well, basketball uh... <laughs> players protect your hands. You need good hands to play basketball. There's the big takeaway.
1: Well, I hope there are no glass tables in your hotel room. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, (laughs) last night Jeremy Grant, uh, who has been playing very well lately, uh, went for 15 and five. Uh, He uh, he played 34 minutes uh, in Denver's win over Utah last night. One note: um, I do want to say, if uh, just. A quick like gambling DFS aside, the Nuggets who are on the second night of a back to back coming into Milwaukee did not get into Milwaukee until 4 a.m. this morning. Um probably gonna be very tired. Might be kind of a rough game for them. But, but the last 14 days for Jeremy Grant ranked 25th in Yahoo, nine category leagues. Um, we also saw only Jordan Clarkson. Owned,
4: only owned in fifty six percent of leagues, which is absurd.
1: Yes. Um okay. Jordan Clarkson we also saw have a great thirty seven point game. Um, With Mike Conley out, he does he the on off court numbers for uh, Mike Conley being out pan out well in general for Jordan Clarkson. But yeah, Jeremy Grant, you know, he was someone who at the beginning of the season um, stuck. He was kind of stuck and mostly viewed as Millsap insurance. And Mm -hmm. as expected, Millsap got hurt because he's old and he's been getting hurt lately. And we've seen Jeremy Grant step up. Um, Also, Michael Porter Jr. And just in general, the Nuggets. Uh, being one of the deepest teams in the league, which we've said a million times, but it's true um, <laughs> with Jeremy Grant being able to step in and Michael Porter Jr. Um, and guys like Beasley um, and Monte Morris and the, and the list goes on. Uh, but Jeremy Grant, definitely someone to keep an eye on, on your waiver wires. Um, the Millsap injury started. He, he just, started
4: all last year for the thunder. It's not like he's shy. No, about this isn't like minutes. fluke.
1: This isn't right, fluke right. stuff. He just needs 30 minutes to be a fantasy relevant player. Um, yeah. The the Millsap injury continues to be day-to-day, and so it's unclear when he'll be back, but there has been virtually no signs, no reports of him like coming back to practice and this and that, so I would feel relatively confident picking up Jeremy Grant this this week and hoping that I can at least get two weeks of production out of him.
4: Shannon, what do you think the chances are next season of Porter and Grant being the starting forwards for the Denver Nuggets?
2: I think there's a very strong chance of it. Uh, I mean, Porter's been just he's really solid with his three point shooting. Um, you know, his, his weakness right now is really defense and playmaking. Like as far as like passing the ball, uh, setting up other teammates, he, he's, you know, he catches and shoots. He, he's on, he's in the attack mode as soon as he gets the ball every time. Um, but he's rebounded better than I think most people have thought, uh, porter i mean uh so i think it could happen it would be a long that would be a long front court that would be nice uh but we'll see i i, th- I think porter's long-term position it might be he might be better at the four in hmm. today's nba uh but i i believe the team should get creative and and go that route they're
1: both sort of tweeners grant and porter yeah um I just I, I just clicked on Denver's team page. Michael Porter Jr. is second right now on the team in win shares per forty-eight minutes of anyone who's played five hundred minutes. So he's playing winning basketball for them.
2: And I, I will say too, Grant's Grant's improved from from three-point. I mean, he's up to he was thirty-nine percent shooting last year on three-point seven attempts. He's at forty percent shooting on three-point three attempts this season. So he's a much better three-point shooter than he was earlier in his career, and that helps. You know, you can play. He can log some minutes at three. Same, same for Porter. I mean, they both yep. can play the three or four.
4: Hey, uh, gentlemen, let's go to Atlanta, hot, where the Hawks beat the Sixers, 127-117 last night. No Richardson uh, is out till February 6th with that hamstring issue. Trey Young, 39 points, 18 dimes, six boards. Hawks have won five of their last nine, including wins over Philly, the Spurs, and the Clippers. Gambling-wise, Alex, is it time to start taking Atlanta seriously?
1: I mean, I think so. Um, They're a team that – Trey Young, you know, for – he has obviously defensive flaws, but he's someone who is, like, most definitely someone you're afraid to bet against in terms of, you know, he can put up nine points in, like, a minute – Essentially, with his three point shooting and him and John Collins last night. I mean, the 18 assists, you know, kind of tell the tale on that. But just if you, if you watch the one minute of highlights that like Bleacher Report or whatever, you know, site you use put up, um, Collins, the the Collins, Trey Young pick and roll, just in general, chemistry is crazy good. Um, and plus 20
4: boards for Collins last night against a pretty good front court
1: for Philadelphia. Little depleted uh, with Al Horford out and and Josh Richardson out, but still a, a game that you know Philly should have definitely won. I think they were favored by seven, um, but yeah, I mean I I think Atlanta when they when fully healthy is a passable, it's a respectable NBA team, not as bad as their record indicates.
4: Well, and at, at historically Atlanta always has that interesting home court entertainment advantage, right, Shannon? Mm.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. They do.
4: <laughs> I was hoping you'd elaborate on that, but we'll, we'll no, 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 no. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go
2: there this time. Uh, 13 and 36, you know, by most considerable measures, you know, if you look at their point differential, how, how atrocious they are at def- at defense, it's hard for me to get behind them. Um, yeah, sure. It's good that they're five and five and four over the past nine. Um I, I'm curious what the rec I don't have the stat in front of me. I apologize, but I'm curious what the record is with both Trey and John Collins healthy and playing the a full yeah, load. Only eighteen uh,
4: games for Collins so far this season.
2: Yeah. So I mean that's that's part of it to consider and, and Trey's missed a few games as well. So they I would take I would I would look close more closely at it before just blindly like betting against the Hawks. Are out. you
4: saying are you saying Vince Carter's twenty four minutes may not be something you want to rely on? <laughs> no,
2: no, <laughs> no.
4: Was it were his knees just bleeding at the end of that game? Was
1: he just like just take me straight to the intensive care? Pretty,
2: he doesn't have <laughs> knees. It's just like <laughs> it goes from thighs to shins. <laughs>
1: uh, the um, the Hawks, by the way, when John Collins plays, are eight and fifteen, which is I think technically a better winning percentage than it is. than they currently have. Technically, technically, it's technically better. yes. Um, they are also a uh. Barely a the the two man combo of Collins and Trey Young is essentially neutral per 100 possessions. It's minus point seven, which is the second best two man combo, only behind John Collins and Bruno Fernando. Which that is a one that doesn't make any sense to me. What? Um, <laughs> uh, all right, moving to the, the speed Hawks, of but, Fernando.
2: Well, let's look at what the other side for this game. Philadelphia, uh, who had Shake Milton exploding for forty four fantasy <laughs> points. <laughs> Uh, 35 I'm minutes. Not that sharp. Yeah, 35 yeah, minutes, 27 points, five rebounds, six assists, uh, a steal, five three pointers. So is Shake Milton some someone to consider if Richardson misses more time? If you're in a daily
1: league, are you scooping him up? I mixed m- times. That's actually a good question. I think I'm going to say yes, uh, and my reasoning is going to be pretty surface level but um if you look at all the games that he's playing at least 10 minutes so like a reasonable sample he's averaging almost exactly a fantasy point per minute so if he can continue to get 25 to 30 minutes consistently with josh richardson out that's kind of the floor of what you would want in a standard points league 25 fantasy points so he's someone you could stream in on a four game week or if you're in a deeper league someone you could plug in i'd feel sort of comfortable with that
2: yeah richardson's out another week or two uh, about eight days ago, it was two to three weeks that he was going to be out. So we got another week or two to go. Uh, we'll have to see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they play. They're cautious with that. And he just sits through the all-star break. Just depends yeah. on how well he recovers. Uh, are you so, saying
4: shake Milton's night might be an indication about the defense, the Trey young plays that, uh, Alex was <laughs> discussing a little earlier
2: that's certainly that certainly should be part of the the consideration when you're looking at Shake Milton. I'm not spending a bunch of fab on him. Like I'm not running out. Yeah. Because one because one, one it's only going to be a one or two week play yeah. at best. And, and two, I mean, it wasn't just Richardson who was out. Right? Horford missed this game Warford's too. Out. Yeah. So yeah. that that's something to consider. Uh I, I would throw a couple bucks of fab on him. Or if I'm in daily league, I pick them up before Philly's next game and, and run them out there.
4: Uh, so, As, you know, when you have three starters of Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons in your in your starting lineup, I it's a bummer Richardson and Horford are out, but you still have to take care of business in Atlanta. This just seems like a,
1: a bad loss. Maybe I'm overreacting. No, it is a bad loss. I mean, they're yeah, they were they were favored by (laughs) seven, so it's pretty bad that they got they lost by ten. Well, Alex,
4: take us to the mandatory All Star Game news.
1: Yes, uh, All Star Game reserves got revealed last night. I think around seven p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We in the East we have uh, Jason Tatum, uh, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Demangus Sabonis, Bam Adebayo. In the West we have Nikola Jokic. Um is this Donovan Mitchell? Uh Dame Lillard. <laughs> no, Gobert. Hero Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Jokic Mitchell, uh Lillard Gobert, Chris Paul, Brandon Ingram, D'Angelo Russell, the two biggest snubs um that were basically, you know, the 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 points of discussion following this were Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. Um I, I my my quick Donovan case, Mitchell
4: over Booker seems like a problem.
1: Yeah, really. I yeah, I'm I understand that winning gets um, valued in the all-star game. I think winning should almost only be taken into account uh, in all NBA voting. But Shannon, do you want to jump well, in?
2: Yeah, just one correction. It's Russell Westbrook, not D'Angelo Russell. Um, that would have been odd if D'Angelo. That would in the West. Oh,
1: sorry.
3: That's no, my that, bad. That's
2: okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm okay with Donovan Mitchell. Every Everyone's overreacting because Mitchell had – Probably the worst game of his career last night, <laughs> but, but Donovan Mitchell for 24
4: four, 24, four and four for the most part of the season,
2: the, the player who Booker absolutely should have made the all-star yeah, team, I but agree. he should have made it over Chris Paul. All right. That's he, fair. It's not Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell should have made it over Chris Paul too. So Chris Paul is the guy who you're taking out and I'm not, it doesn't even mean that Chris Paul isn't deserving. So if you want to take someone else out, take out. Ingram, because even though he's having a great year, his team's garbage. Booker's team's garbage. Like, unfortunately, that's a factor when when these reserves are picked, it's always team success is part of the factor. So you can't just look at at, at the stats. But this given the stats that Booker has put up, he absolutely should have been in. Same goes for Bradley Beal. Like it's I I'm not saying anyone from the Eastern Conference should have been removed. I think all those names are deserving, but I it blows my mind that Bradley Beal giving what he's doing on a statistical basis is not in the all. nine
4: points a game, six and a half dimes a game for Beal. It is a little crazy. I'll say this, though, as a fan who one hates the All-Star game, I always want my guys to not make the All-Star game, get the vacation, have no injury risk and then have a chip on their shoulder for the next couple of weeks as they're pissed. I mean, the the line Beal had last night was awesome. I forget when he put up 34 points or something. Like I want my guys angry. just use it like Jordan used to. Just keep coming up with excuses to be angry.
1: I saw some people trying to argue that Beal should have made it over Trey Young and I think that's an absurd argument. Um but I as far as yeah, I mean you made you made the argument for for Beal Chang and as far as I mean, yeah, Booker is going almost 50-40-90 right now. He's at 51-37-92. Um, basically twenty-seven points, six and a half assists, four rebounds. He's playing forty-four games. Awesome. The percentage, um, awesome. Yeah, nineteenth in win shares, thirteenth in offensive box plus-minus. Like the advanced stats are there too. I mean, some of those are borderline. You know, top fifteen, top twenty, whatever. But he is—he has been excellent, and I agree with you, Shannon, in as terms of if, I think he should have made it over Chris Paul, who has made plenty of All-Star games and is. Um, yeah, doesn't now. I say taking a back seat. I mean, he's definitely running OKC, but.
2: Yeah, he's having a he's having a very good year. And OKC is doing amazing. Like no one expected them to be this good. They're 29 and 20. They're a lock for the playoffs. So it's it's amazing. Chris Paul is having a very good year, but he's not at I mean, as far as like individual performance goes, it's not comparable to what Booker's doing. Uh, so okay, here's here's with Beal. If you who had, you're moving if, for Beal. Yes, if you were forced to pick one of those names. To remove to slot in Beal, who would it be? I might go. I might go
4: Kyle Lowry because Lowry shooting forty one percent. He's already been to five All Star games. He's only played thirty seven games because of injury. Look, I am a, a big Kyle Lowry fan, but I think Beal's resume is more impressive this this
1: first half. They already have um, a representative. Also, Ty
4: Ockham's already in. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. I think it's Lowry. Yeah, I think it's Lowry. I'll
4: say this. I, I love I, that legitimate centers are in the all-star game. Give me Bam. Give me some bonus. Old school basketball.
2: I, all right. First, first, I would remove. I, I think Lowry is a, a solid answer. The The second option, if Lowry's not, you know, if, if Lowry's at the top, then the second option is Jason Tatum. Because um, Butler and Middleton, you can consider those guys. They can both play the three. So, give me another guard. Give me Beal over Tatum. If you just consider, if you look at stats for those two guys only, like it's Beal by a mile. It's not even close. Tatum's good. Uh, they're rewarding the Celtics uh, and the Celtics fan base. You know, it's obviously one of and the most winning popular record. teams. Yeah, the winning yeah. record. Great. Good that's record. another
4: winning. That's another winning record move. But Absolutely. yeah, and selfishly as a Celtics fan, yes, yeah, snub Tatum. Make him mad.
2: But but if anyone if you see anyone arguing that any of these players who were named like don't deserve to be all stars, I think that's rubbish. Or if you see someone, there's some slander about Sabonis last night from blue check marks saying that he's like one of the worst one of the one of the worst all-star reps. In recent history. That's ridiculous. That person, that person doesn't watch basketball. No. Like no, if it's... you're writing that, you do not watch basketball and you should not be allowed to comment on it. So Bonus is having a fantastic year. I and didn't
4: realize he's got four point six assists a game this season. Yeah, he's by he... far like like by far a career high. It's it's that's awesome.
2: I mean, you know, not as many assists as Jokic, but he's having like a Jokic. He's turning into his life dad.
4: Season. He's turning like, into his dad. Why do not get those old school knee braces on him?
1: he's 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 been unbelievable this season i completely endorse like literally everything you said yeah. so i will i'll put the stamp on that um we have a message from for as well we have a message from thrive fantasy come prop up on thrive fantasy this nba season thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props they have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respect of sport choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur the more points a selection is worth the riskier it is rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool thrive has over two thousand dollars guaranteed daily in prizes for its nba contests use promo code rw when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to $25 on your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store or by visiting thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Oh, so, this is right in the RotoWire sweet spot. We love our prop bets. Love them. We do. Today's uh, kind of overarching topic, which we will... It's, it'll be a relatively short stint, but someone, uh, potential players to trade for going into the second half of the season potential sell high candidates. Um, I'm going to quickly kick things off with my one name that I have, uh, written down here is Brandon Ingram. Um, his stats have dipped very significantly with Zion back. I know it's a four game sample. Um, but I, I think it's, I, I think it makes sense, uh, given, you know, kind of the, I don't know if clash of styles is the, is the right way to say it, but, um, Yeah, I was kind of talking, I think that is the right way to say it. Sure. I was kind of talking things over with Nick and, you know, Ingram handling the ball so much, you know, running a lot of pick and rolls, pick and pops wherever. If he tries to run a pick and roll with Zion, those teams are just going to switch. And, and some of this I think is, is due to Zion's is due to Zion's kind of, he doesn't, I feel like they don't know exactly what to do with him and he doesn't exactly know where to be yet on the court. It seems like he kind of floats around and he's bumping into people and whatnot, but Um, since Zion returned to the court, Brandon Ingram has been the 103rd. I think that's the correct number. It's around that range. 103 fantasy player, um, in that span, which obviously not good uh, compared to where he's been lately. And with Zion on the court, bringing Brandon Ingram's usage goes down 7.3%, which is a huge mark. He takes six fewer shots per 36 minutes, He grabs four and a half fewer rebounds per 36 minutes. Um, And this is a sample of uh, 61 minutes. So it's not huge, but it's also not insignificant.
4: Also, Um, if you're the the Pelicans coaching staff, you know that Ingram's NBA win-loss record is atrocious. Like, no one's going to make hay in the West with Brandon Ingram as their lead dog.
2: Yeah, I hear you, Ken. I, 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 there's some concern. All right. The usage is the big concern for me. You look at how many field goal attempts Ingram's had the last three games 11, 13, 13. You know, he he's not chucking up 25 shots like he was uh, two weeks ago. Uh, but a, a couple other things to consider here is Drew Holiday just returned as well. He returned the uh-huh. like game right before Zion. So, uh-huh. and Drew Holiday's put up some a cut of three of those five games that he's put since he's returned. have been monster games. Yeah. So that's part of it. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think Ingram's still going to vastly exceed his, his draft, his draft day price already
4: has, right?
2: Yeah. Like he's, he's still (laughs) going to do that. He's still going to be solid moving forward. I mean, this most recent game, you know, 24 points, six assists, two steals, four, three pointers. Great game great game.
4: So now, high. you can't wait till he has 3 stickers d- yeah. in if, a row. Trade him now. You're,
2: if you're getting him, if you're able to sell him high, then I agree. I totally agree. I just don't th- I don't think he falls off a cliff. I do think we're going to see a depression in, in all of his stats, but but get something good for him. Don't just give him away because you're scared. Ken, who
1: do you have?
4: I'm going to go with heavily based on game format. If you're clinging to Kawhi Leonard and you're behind in counting categories, and now, as I already panicked about the back injury news, I think Kawhi's load management is going to get worse, not better. We could be looking at game count issues that are a problem. I just think now is the time to make a two-for-one deal, especially if you need counting categories with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, obviously, you have to trade him for two solid ranked between 15 and 20, 25 guys. But I think now is the time to do it, especially if you need counting category help. The game count for here to the end of the season for Leonard scares me.
1: I agree with that. I mean, that was the reason that I really didn't want to take him in the first round uh, in in drafts this season, unless it was like the very last pick, like 12 or kind of on the turn. I think that was usually when he would go. I didn't really see him taken inside of the top 10 too much. Yeah, he's missed, I think, 12 games this season. Um, you know, I, I would not be surprised if he ended up just playing a flat 60, um, by the time things are second done. And I mean, he's, you know, he was playing great for a while. I think, I think this is actually a good opportunity to sell high on him because you can point to the game logs over the past, uh, you know, eight games, which have been without Paul George, but hopefully the person you're trading him to doesn't realize that, uh, with, right. I mean, Leonard's averaging, you know, 62 fancy points over the past, past eight appearances for him. And I don't. He'll never have a stretch like that again this season. I don't think so. I think I think you're right in trying to sell Kawhi Leonard to whoever would be interested.
2: Yeah, I'm on board with that as well. Uh, my first name is Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love's been pretty good this year. He's playing 31 minutes, uh, about 18 points, 10 rebounds, three assists. His shooting percentage is after a terrible uh, stint last year is back up to a respectable 45 percent. Uh, that's actually like close to one of his better shooting percentages in yeah. his uh, three pointers. You know, he's taken seven per almost seven per game. Uh, he's hit two and a half, so he's doing well. But my my thought process here is just one: he's a he's going to be on the trade block, and if he goes somewhere else, you know, it'll be good because it's a contender, and that means he'll play. He'll he won't just randomly sit. Uh, but his role, I I would be. It, it's tough to envision him going to a contender where he is getting the same type type of usage he currently gets. He might actually play more minutes if he goes to a contender, but will he get as many shots? Will he touch the ball as often? I doubt it. Because I Which I would con- expect I would expect to be like a number three guy if he goes somewhere.
4: Which contenders can take
1: on his contract? That's a great question. I mean, a lot, a lot of these teams would be sending salary back. I mean, yeah. um, Portland's the, the team that gets thrown a- around the most Denver in the past, tried to trade for him um, in that Paul George to Cleveland deal that fell through a few years ago. Um, Love was supposed to get routed to Denver, um, but I, I don't know if they would be interested in that. Um, I mean, I think that would, that would make things pretty interesting for them. How but... about this?
4: How about this? Just take advantage of the utter shameful chaos in in New York and send them to the Knicks is they're desperate to have some kind of positive PR move, know that their draft is going to be awesome the next decade.
1: He already <laughs> snapped at the Cleveland management you know, practice earlier this year. I thought yes. like that would just push him over the edge, and he would absolutely Perfect lose it. Dicks.
2: I mean, there Perfect are He might <laughs> just retire. I, I actually think a good fit that doesn't get mentioned very much is Orlando. They could package hmm. enough salary, uh, trade a guy like Eric Gordon and whatever salary to make it work. They I kind of actually a think contender? Uh, the they're Nick the Soviet seventh seed there. Sure. I mean, it would be a surprise if they don't make the playoffs in the East. Yeah. They made the playoffs last year. They're it's not in the working.
4: Right it's not working in Orlando. They'd be uh, wise to make any kind of move because yeah. they looked terrible at that home loss to the Celtics. They were just awful. Celtics had like half a roster and blew them away. It was sad. I felt sad for every ticket holder in Orlando. It was atrocious.
2: You know, I think it makes sense for them. I, I think you could argue that you could make an argument that maybe for a total team, like if you're looking at the next few years or next couple years from a team dynamic, maybe it makes sense for Brooklyn to trade like Torian Prince and Levert for Kevin Love and something else. Uh, just because then you have Kyrie, you have Kyrie, you have Durant. You have Love, you have Dinwiddie, all those guys under contract. Like, that yeah. That could be interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, you still have Who's Jerry. the salary they, they, have to, they have to send? Jordan? You'd probably have to – I mean, you might be able to do it without sending a guy like Levert, um, which I don't think they would want to trade Levert, obviously. But nope, I, I just think – I think that. you can get creative. I think Brooklyn has the room and salaries where they can get creative and do something.
1: Uh, love,
4: I totally see Love getting on board with that,
1: I, I imagine. A, I just went into the trade machine very quickly. Uh, as far as that magic trade goes, Kevin Love for Aaron Gordon and Al Aminu passes. Yeah, the financial.
4: Amino hurdle. is a critical aspect,
1: and
2: <laughs> both teams would do that, right? Both teams would do that. in Harvey, I, I think the ca- think. I
1: think the Cavs would take a chance on Aaron Gordon. He's the, I think the per, I think that's the perfect team for uh, for him to try to. I don't even know. He's his career is kind of not looking. He's, he's been getting worse, arguably.
4: Mediocrized. But. Is that a word?
1: Uh, yeah, I, it can <laughs> be on this podcast.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think I think there are fits. I think there are fits. And, you know, if there's it's, it's possible he could go to a new team and actually have more value. Yeah. Like honestly, if he went to Orlando,
4: Orlando, yeah, yeah. He might, oh, I worry about, it. do you think he and Vucevic are a great mix? I am not worry a little about I
2: it. mean, on defense, there's issues obviously next season when, when Isaac gets back, it's, it, it cleans some of that up.
1: I would like it from a spacing perspective. Yeah, I mean, they can both shoot threes. They can absolutely. play five out. offense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're, they're more
2: of a team defensive type approach anyways. That's true. So it, it could certainly fit.
4: Yeah. I love be, any it, kind of shakeup in Orlando. Frankly, it, they're just going nowhere now, so yeah, I love, yeah. I love the idea.
2: But there's upside because he could play. He could end up playing more minutes at his new location. I still think your best bet is to sell high now, because uh, even let's say he doesn't get traded, which you know, I, if you're if you're weighing odds, odds are he probably just stays in Cleveland. Uh, so if he stays in Cleveland, they're 13 to 36, tied for last place in the East. They're going to throw in the towel, and as soon as they yeah. do that. Kevin Love's going to start sitting more or he's going to have some kind of lingering injury where it's like, oh,
4: he's, no, really... Cal, he's no Cal Ripken. He is no. no. Cal Ripken, you know, He has like... been
1: a little suspiciously healthy. Yeah, um... <laughs>
2: he's only missed seven games. You know, he's played 42 or 49 right. games this year. That's that's solid. I think if you drafted Kevin Love, you're pretty happy about that. Definitely. But do you expect him to only miss six more games the rest of the season? You know, stay on that same pace. I I don't. I own Kevin Love everywhere.
4: That's kind I'm of my, a, uh, that's yeah. kind of my reasoning for deal deal out Horford. Now, while you can 33 years old, it's not quite working with that starting lineup Tobouli could be a good three and D guy that might fit better in the, it's start, but I'm taking us off topic. I'm sorry, gentlemen.
2: It's all good. Horford Horford's another name. Uh, Derek favors kind of the same boat, right? I mean, he's not, he's not as old as those guys, but you've got Zion now in the rotation. Favors is Favors had a couple monster games in the past few weeks. Uh, I mean, any of these guys, I would I would recommend at least dangling them out there in and trade, see if you can get someone who has more upside in the second half of the season.
1: We'll transition over to DFS, but first, uh, a new app called No House Advantage is taking a different spin on fantasy sports. This platform offers daily. Player prop contest for cash prizes. Here's how it works. First, download the No House Advantage app and choose a contest. Then select the over or under for the six player props listed. Last step is to rank your picks based on your confidence of it being correct. The higher you rank a pick, the more points you earn when it's correct. The goal is to earn more points than other users competing in the contest. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win. On the, on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Sign up now and receive up to a $20 match on your first deposit. Visit knowhouseadvantage.com or find the app in uh, iTunes App Store or Google Play. Okay, so for fan, uh, uh, for DFS today, quickly some injuries to touch on. Uh, we have guys like Mello, George Hill, Doncic, probably Gasol, a bunch of the Denver guys out. And then questionable, we're still kind of waiting on Giannis, Anthony Davis, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, Shannon, I'll let you kick things off uh, quickly. I see you have a a game in general uh, listed down here that you want to touch on.
2: Yeah, I mean, for one of the first things I do is look at the high, highest uh, point totals for the night. And it's impossible to miss Memphis uh, versus New Orleans. 242 is the over-under right now. That's, uh, that's 12 High. points higher, twelve twelve points higher than, than the second highest, uh, 20 points higher than almost all the, the rest of the games. So, you know, I immediately just start stacking everyone from that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, drew holiday. He's at a decent price. We mentioned earlier. He's had a lot of good games. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. Give me all of them. Give me Valanchunas, Morant, uh, my, my boy. My boy with the T-Rex arms, Dylan Brooks. I'll take them all. (laughs) He's not your boy? No, I hate him. (laughs) But but I'll take him tonight. I'll take him tonight.
4: He needs a better shave. The facial hair on Brooks doesn't work. But uh, I agree. Brooks is legit. I still like Brooks. How about free Brandon Clark? He needs more minutes. I know they're winning, so.
2: Jackson's out. Jackson. Oh, there we triple go. J, triple J is out with uh, he's suspended for tonight for his involvement in the Ooh, in the Knicks. Alfred Payton uh, Alfred Payton and uh, Jay Crowder oh, little hey. tussle.
4: Give me a whole lot of game. Brandon Clark then. Oh,
2: I, I think Triple Tray tri- Triple J maybe came off the bench or he. I don't know what happened exactly, but I know he's suspended because of that tonight. So, yeah, I mean Clark. I, there's only been one game where Clark played without Triple J, and Clark didn't do much. I think it was only one game. Uh, Clark didn't do much. So, I mean, Clark's a good option. The The weird thing is there's a lot of good, affordable power forwards tonight. So, I don't think well, he's Clark, an obvious— Clark odd- is
4: more a rotisserie guy with the high percentages than he is DFS. So, sorry.
2: I no, I, I like him. I like him tonight. I just—I like—you know, I mentioned Zion— Porzingis is one of my other guys for DFS yeah. tonight. He's only 6,400. Luke is out, so I know Porzingis hasn't been good, hasn't played a lot of minutes since he came back from injury. But I mean, if there's a night that's going to happen, it's tonight with Luke out.
4: Well, that's a good lead into my no-brainer advice of the evening for DFS, which is all I'm allowed to do. Uh, as you can see on the RotoWire player page, Jalen Brunson gets 21 and a half more fantasy points. When Luca is out, we're talking thirty-six fantasy points versus fifteen. Forty four games, pretty good sample size, and he's only thirty six hundred on FanDuel tonight at Houston. Houston not known for their defense. Uh Jalen Brunson, your no brainer, DFS slot. Alex, who do you
1: like tonight? I think first of all, if Giannis is out Bledsoe on Middleton. I think that kind of goes without saying you can almost lock those guys into a lineup and feel pretty confident about it. If you're a multiple lineup person, I feel like you could go 75% exposure and be okay.
2: That, that, that leads into my question though. All right. You you tweeted earlier today about the Denver Nuggets. I did. All right. So apparently they got into Milwaukee really, really late or really early, depending on how you want to look at it.
1: 4 a.m. Off of back to back.
2: Okay. They just played last night. Yep. It was a yeah. very competitive game against the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. injuries, so, injured
4: lineup. Harris yeah, out.
2: Yeah, like like even without even without Giannis, I believe the Bucks are going to blow out Denver tonight. I don't think it's going to be a competitive game, just because it's the back to back scenario for Denver and everything else. I think Jokic. Like I I can't target. I I will consider Milton and Bledsoe if Giannis is out, but. I can't target anyone from Denver side because I just think it's, I think it's a blowout.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think, I think that's a rough ask. I mean, maybe, I mean, if the salaries are low enough, you know, if you think the guy's going to get 30 minutes, almost no matter what, I think there's an argument there. Um, yeah, I I would yeah. I mean, Milwaukee is one of the best defenses in the league anyway, so it's it's already a rough ask um, to roster a ton of mm-hmm. to have a bunch of nuggets. Exposure. I mean,
2: you could get creative and be like, well, if it's going to be a blowout, I'll, I'll throw Porter in my lineup because he's a guy who who might get extra minutes because of what
4: that. What about David Vincenzo? when you let you let Matthews? Yeah. ice all you know, ice's eighty-seven year old knees.
2: Absolutely. I mean the 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 argument against what I'm stating, you know, especially on the Milwaukee side, is that. Well, Middleton just had like 70 fantasy points in a game that was a blowout. Right. Like, he's still got enough run where he's able to score a career-high 51 points or whatever it was. without
1: Giannis against yeah. the w- worst defensive team we've almost ever seen.
2: But when I'm looking at, you know, if, I, if I'm if d- i just debating between Jokic and Drummond tonight or even like a white side, I, I would rather go Drummond or Whiteside white side because I just don't – I think this is the night where, you know, Malone might be like, okay – You've played 25 minutes. This game's out of hand. Why don't you sit the
1: rest of the game? Yeah, it could definitely be a schedule loss uh, for them. Um, I I, I do like the the Brandon Clark suggestion. I'm a little worried it will be a trap because we've almost never seen him play more than like 27 minutes. I think that's actually a season high. Yeah, season high of 27 minutes. Um, And that was in their most recent game, you know, against New York. He went for 35 fantasy points. So I understand the play. Um, he seems to have a pretty safe floor of like 20 fantasy points. So I, it's kind of hard to go wrong. Like the boards will be there, go nuts.
2: I like Clark. My, my only argument against him is the fact that Zion Porzingis aren't too much more expensive. Uh, Jeremy Grant, we talked about how great he's playing Abaca, If Gasol's out is basically the same price, uh, Thaddeus young, you know, he's, he's in an increased role right now for Chicago. He's cheaper. Michael Porter. The Bucks surprisingly, are bad against opposing power forwards. And if it's a blowout, Porter might play a season high in minutes. He might play 30, 32 minutes. So there, there are just so many other options that I love at power forward that I worry
1: about Clark.
2: But he is a solid option. I totally agree with that.
1: Um, Yeah, I and mean, as far as, I mean, New Orleans, I think you need at least you need some piece of that New Orleans Memphis game, whether it's just I mean, Lonzo Balls, obviously someone with a high ceiling, um, is a pretty affordable sixty six hundred on on FanDuel. Um, yeah, Jalen Brunson. I think, you know, there are gonna be some people banking on a James Hargan bounce back game, uh, because he's only ten thousand one hundred, which is a very low price for him. Um, and Dallas's defense is kind of suspect at times. Um yeah, guys like Kelly Oubre, Trevor Ariza at forty-three hundred. Um, someone who's just going to end up playing a ton of minutes for Portland. He's been inconsistent, but he's gone for at least thirty fantasy points and and Carmelo
4: game Carmelo game time decision too. So
1: just even more minutes for Ariza. I think Melo's actually out um, for certain, but either I mean either way, I think I think way, rostering yeah. Ariza makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, any any other guys? I mean, anyone? Do you think? there you should i mean i guess we kind of touched on denver as far as guys uh guys to avoid I,
2: i'm gonna i'm just gonna update Mello really quick uh as of 11 45 a.m eastern he is not with the team uh for personal reason but personal reasons but has not officially been ruled out yet for okay. friday's game so probably i would call him doubtful
1: but not officially ruled out okay that's a good clarification um, we also have uh, we have Devin Booker, the All Stars, no uh, mm. playing. Yes, but he's playing a pretty good team. He is. I agree. But you know, if, if you're a person who you know values revenge games and whatnot,
4: yes, storylines there, as Bra- as Bradley Beal showed. But SGA, they got They're not going to put Paul on Booker. That'd be moronic, right? They got to have SGA on Booker.
2: You th- yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd think
1: you'd yeah,
4: It's his crazy so. length. Love his length.
1: Uh, any other guys you guys you That's, want to touch on before we move on? No, yeah, that covers everyone. Awesome. Well, Ken, uh, I, I I'm just gonna toss the floor floor to you for the old man rant. Yeah,
4: discovered a new dislike last night, gentlemen. Tachos. I am a shameless fan of nachos. I realize it's not really Mexican food. It's some odd. Texas bastardization, Uh, but I love nachos. My wife, a big fan of the tater tot, and has ordered at Pittsburgh Pirate Baseball Games, tachos, but I had never had them. Last night, we ordered tachos, and they were terrible. (laughs) They are an abomination. The starch buildup in your gut feels like you're just going to lose your large intestine. So I just want to say, we got a problem with tachos. I want to advise everyone. We know I have a big sports bar following on the pod. Avoid tachos. I have no idea what tachos are. They're tater tots replacing tortilla chips to make nachos, but they're called tachos. Okay. This pod is nothing if about education.
1: That's (laughs) a drunk food. That that's, is... that's for certain. That's a bar food. No question.
4: We were at a bar. We were playing duck pin bowling. And I, with a few beers in me, ordered tachos. And I have, I barely lived to regret it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are uh, going to transition to the K-Train's mispronounced names. Bring it. I enjoyed the, uh, <laughs> it is either Matisse Thiboul or Thiboul, but was definitely not tabool <laughs> Which I, I believe is what you said.
4: As I, said it, I really loved the awkward silence gap after I butchered that. That was like,
2: oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, there <laughs> were plenty of, uh, I wish you could sometimes see us in our reaction. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's why it's a segment on the show. The
2: a Very, a very, uh, not safe for work reactions. Basically <laughs> with half the things that come out of your mouth. I envision things going into mine, uh, guiles. What was the other uh, one
4: Giles? It Giles, not Giles, for Henry the yeah. Third. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Get some playing time and then complain about me butchering your name. Three minutes? Team's missing two centers, and you get three minutes? I'm gonna keep calling them Giles.
1: <laughs> uh, again, the transitions are always rough. Sometimes on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everybody, <laughs> for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by Thrive Fantasy. You can go to thrivefantasy.com and use the promo code RW, and you'll get a deposit bonus uh, up to $25 uh, match. Ken, take us out of here.
4: For today's uh, quote, we're going to go to the Bay Area and Steve Kerr. You remember when the Warriors were dominant, right? Well, here's what Steve Kerr said when the Patriots won last year's Super Bowl. Quote, It just gets old watching the same team win the whole thing. (laughs) Sorry, that was really arrogant, wasn't it? It was kind of fun to say that. Steve Kerr on the Pats. Attention passengers! This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line! Choo-choo!